0: This is Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at Anchor.fm and the Anchor app. All right, what's up, everybody? Bobby here, Cricci's Corner, doing another episode of the podcast. Hope everyone had a, a great couple of days off. Uh, usually, I've been trying to do two of these a week, so this past week I only got to do one, but those things happen. Um, but you know, a lot happened um, the last couple of days. So today's episode, we're gonna we're gonna kind of recap and and you know, kind of finish off the whole Kyle Larson situation. Um, we'll discuss the Sunday Pro Invitational Series race that happened at Virtual Richmond Raceway. That was the Toyota Owner's 150. We'll also talk about the uh, Saturday Night Thunder event that happened um, on Saturday evening at at the same track. And we will look forward to this weekend, which will be Talladega, for uh, the Pro Invitational Series on Sunday. That will be at 1 o'clock on Fox, uh, where available and also on Fox sports one. And uh, we'll look forward to that. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, some rumblings that have been out there about the return of racing Um, looks more and more like the month of May will be the official return of the sport. As I've been saying, it sounds more and more like the Coca-Cola 600 will be the first race possibly that we will see um, racing back without fans. Of course, probably probably, the first few races, you'll see no fans in the stands at these upcoming NASCAR events. So that's where we're at so far, and uh, we'll get everything started here in a couple seconds. See you on the other side. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, first, we, I want to talk about the whole Kyle Larson situation and and kind of where we are today versus where we were um Last week, when I when I did this recording, so we we started out with uh, suspensions from for Kyle from um, both NASCAR and Chip Ganassi Racing. Then, uh, pretty much later later in that same on Tuesday in the same day, we learned that uh, Credit One Bank, uh, Clover, and also McDonald's all terminated their sponsorships of Larson, which basically gave Chip Ganassi. The easy way out to just fire Larson outright, um, being that pretty much his sponsors from last year, albeit one in Advent Health, didn't outright say they were terminating their relationship um, of Larson per se. But basically all of his other primary sponsors were going to essentially uh, terminate their sponsorship. So it really just gave Chip Ganassi the easy way out. In a, in a lot of regards just say, well, we're, we're done with Kyle and uh, that's it. You know, that, that was really the whole crust of, of what happened there, um, you know, at, at Tuesday afternoon. But, you know, I think the the interesting thing was the reaction and it seemed like there was three major points of view in this whole situation. The, the vast majority of people thought that, This was a gross overreaction to what happened. There were some people that understood that the the severity of what Kyle said, and you know, still kind of were trying to figure out what was kind of the double standard with that word. Um, and then there were some people that just understood it and said, you know, listen, like the sponsors, these are multi million dollar corporations, there's really not much you could do. It is what it is, you know. They they had no choice; they had to end their relationship with Larson, otherwise there was going to be some other problems. Now, I'm not here to to debate which which opinion is correct because you know we, we all have our own, and and there were a lot of people that fell in between those three. But those are the three big themes I saw throughout the whole uh, discussion, and, and the o- almost three hours we did a Facebook Live just on Tuesday alone of last week. I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. How many folks um, or it was Tuesday, Monday, whenever it was? The days are all blending together at this point with everything that's been going on that we've been dealing with. But anyhow, you know when you're when you're doing three hours of of Facebook live and and you see three major themes, those were the three big themes that we had. So <clears throat> you know, I don't really think that there is a right or wrong opinion out there. I think everybody, you know, obviously is entitled to their own. I wasn't really advocating for Larson to get fired, um, you know, and I really wasn't on the other end of the spectrum, which said, you know, oh, they should just sweep it under the rug and just, you know, kind of forget he even said it. What I do think is, you know, we saw a multimillion dollar corporations, multiple of them that took a very hard line and said, listen, you know, we don't tolerate this. Uh, You know, this is a zero tolerance thing and and we're going to end our relationship. And. You know, you might personally disagree with that. You might feel like that's a harsh take, but you have to realize that, you know, unlike other sports and, and it was kind of interesting. I had uh, someone commented on one of the posts saying, you know, there is a player in a in the AHL, which if you don't follow hockey, that's like a minor league hockey team uh, program. And there was a particular player that said some offensive words on the ice and got suspended for five games, whereas Kyle Larson basically lost his job. Because he said the, you know, the word that he said. So, what I said to this person, and I and I think him and I had a pretty good discussion about this, was, you know, you can't translate something that's said in the heat of the battle on a on a on the ice versus something that happens that streamed to hundreds, maybe thousands of people that are watching this across the different Twitch streams that were out there. This wasn't like Larson said it on one stream. Uh, this was on everybody's stream because this was in the public chat. And, okay, he might have meant to say it to to friends in private. He might have meant to say it, uh, y- you know, behind closed doors, so to speak. But it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that he hit the wrong button. He hit the the public chat. And everybody that was streaming at that time, it showed up on their channel. So it wasn't just, you know, on Kyle Larson's stream. It was on... You know, Anthony Alfredo's, it was on everybody's, you know, streams. And then the fact that he was going out and asking people to delete their streams and other people that that grabbed it, that recorded it and grabbed it, he asked them to delete their 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 uh, clips of it. So that's where, you know, kind of like my thing was that it kind of made it worse. It wasn't just he said the word and then, you know, he kind of, you know, came out and apologized and did everything else that he did it was he first tried to cover it up so that it didn't get discovered but it's the internet it's already out there people already screen grabbed it uh, recorded it did all the stuff and it's out there there's nothing you can do and the other thing is is that you know it, it's the internet <laughs> you know people are coming with pitchforks and and that's what happens you know whether you call it cancel culture or or political correctness whatever your ter- terminology of it is is if you do something like that it's going to get out there. Now the thing that I think is going to be the the redeeming factor of this whole situation for Kyle is how he becomes uh you know defined for this now. Is this the thing that takes his racing career totally out or is this something he learns from and grows from and he becomes a better person uh because of it and you know he he gets a second chance and and he comes back and, you know, uh, this is just, a a, a a part of his, his, you know, racing journey, you know, cause different guys have gone through situations like this. I mean, we talked about Kyle, uh, not Kyle Larson, you know, per se is going on this journey now, but you know, Kurt Busch has been on this journey before, you know, he's had multiple bumps in his road, um, during out throughout his career. And there's other drivers that have too. I mean, Again, not something that's very similar to what Larson's going through now or even what Kurt Busch went through. But, I mean, you even look at at Kurt's brother, Kyle. I mean, Kyle started racing, you know, in the truck series in 16. And NASCAR said, oh, hold time out. We don't feel comfortable with this young man driving at a mile and a half racetrack. And they told Jack Roush to, to yank him out of a truck. And that put Kyle Busch's career on a different path. And that actually ended up leading to the events that got Kyle Busch over to Hendrick. And go on uh, ending up over at Gibbs. So it's very interesting how you follow certain drivers, where their journeys are, and sometimes the trials and tribulations of those journeys. And now you're going to see what Larson's going to go through, you know, and and we'll see. I mean, I think the thing that most people are going to see is, you know, he will probably— you know, he's going through sensitivity training, uh, which is required by NASCAR. And then the World of Outlaws also said the same thing. They wanted him to go through that. And once he does that, he can go run sprint cars if that's the opportunity he has for the rest of this year. Or he could turn around and 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 do something, you know, totally different. He could try to get, you know, an opportunity in the sport. I don't know right now, today, of an opportunity that Kyle Larson would have. But I do know that there's going to be a team owner down the road, whether it's the end of this year or, or the beginning of next year, that's going to take a chance on him. Now, I don't think it's going to be a big time team owner. I mean, I don't see Tony Stewart or Gene Haas taking a a risk on him, unless Gene Haas just funds it out of his pocket, and then that's all bets are off because he did that with Kurt Busch. Um, but I think if you look at some of these these other teams out there, I can't think of one off the top of my head today that's going to say, Hey, we're going to put Kyle Larson on our race car, you know, for the rest of this season. I I just don't see it. Um, I do think he's going to go run spring cars for the rest of this year. And um, you know, he'll come back in 2021 and, and we'll see where he lands, you know, whether it's a trucks Xfinity cup. I mean, you know, I think Kyle's talented enough that he should just get back in a cup car. But the problem is, is sponsors, you know, how are sponsors going to view Larson? And that's going to be a big thing. I mean, you know, he, at, at, you know, for a while, he was the the favorite in a lot of people's, you know, camps, uh, rumor mills and and sites and everybody. A lot of people were picking Larson to replace Jimmy Johnson at the end of the season over in the 48 car. Now, I personally didn't think that was a possibility. I really did think he was going to end up uh, staying at Ganassi just because, you know, Chip, I think, and him had a had a really great loyalty going on. And I think that, you know, Kyle's sprint car career wasn't impacting his cup career uh, in in Chip's eyes. Now, Rick probably has a different point of view with that when it comes to his drivers. So that would have been interesting to see how that all worked out. But I think at the end of the day, you know, Kyle's going to get another opportunity in the cup car and it'll probably be for a lesser race team. Kind of like when Kurt Busch got his second chance, you know, he got it with James Finch. He didn't get it with a big time team owner. And, uh, you know, he kind of rebuilt his career through that. Then he went to Furniture Row Racing. You know, then he ended up uh, with a big shot at Stuart Haas Racing. And now he's over, ironically, at Chip Ganassi Racing. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how how everything shakes out for Kyle Larson and and how this whole thing moves forward. But, you know, it was a very interesting couple of days. Uh, Probably two of the most interesting Facebook lives I've ever done. Uh, We had a lot of different comments, a lot of people, a lot of different points of views. And, you know, it was interesting. You know, we got some Facebook messages through, through the through the page. And some of them were were, you know, basically accusing us of firing Kyle Larson and accusing us of doing things that got Kyle Larson fired, which, you know, last time I checked reporting the news, talking about current events that are going on in the sport is not trying to get someone fired. You're just reporting the news. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things I kind of sat there and said, listen, I'm doing, I'm doing what, what, what I'm doing. You know, this is, this is what I do. I report the news. I share the news. And, uh, you know, for those of you that, that don't like that, didn't like that, I, that I shared the story as, as much as I did. I mean, you know, Hey, it is what it is. You know, you don't have to, at the end of the day, you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to subscribe to it. Um, the fact that people were were getting um, a little bent out of shape about that was was kind of the thing that surprised me the most. You know, it was just was just some of the, the the reaction to it was kind of you know interesting at times. But um, you know, overall, I thought it was a very spirited debate. I think everybody had some really good points, and and you know, it, it's just very very interesting and, and kind of where some of the conversation led. You know, some of it I think is more stuff that you you would find on on podcasts that talk about culture and, and, and different things like that. I think it's definitely, it's definitely a topic that, um, I think would intrigue people, but I I do think that it's not something that you have on a NASCAR chat, you know, channel, you don't, you don't talk about culture and why there are double standards in life and things like that, uh, in that kind of a setting, because, you know, it's not, it's just not jiving with the topic, you know, you, you, you want to have those kinds of debates and those kinds of things on other other platforms so you know i think some of that was kind of uh interesting and seeing some of that being brought up but like i said uh it was a very very crazy couple days and uh now that it seems like everything's over you know there's uh been some finality to to the whole larson situation and and we'll see and and i wish kyle all the best i think uh you know this is going to be like i said a big bump on the road uh but i think when you look back at this and you know, 20 years from now, you'll say, wow, remember when Larson said that, that, that particular word on a, on an iRacing, uh, platform and, uh, it kind of, you know, it, it got him out of Ganassi, but then this happened. So, you know, we're going to wait and see what, what the future holds for Kyle, but it sounds like he's very determined to be back in the NASCAR, uh, cup series. And hopefully that's what happens for him and, uh, wish him all the best on that. And, you know, I think we'll see him in a sprint car probably the rest of this year. That's just my, that's my hunch. Uh, that's kind of where, where I think Kyle's going to end up. But then, uh, you know, we'll see where he goes from there. Yeah, I think cups definitely in the horizon, and and uh, we'll 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 be following along the journey for sure. You know, whether it's on Cricci's Corner or on our our other site, which is uh, Green Flag uh, Racing Network. You know, we'll file uh, file Kyle wherever he goes. So, um, best of luck to him on that. So, next up, we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, Saturday Night Thunder, and then we'll talk about the pro invitational series, and we'll be right back here on the Crew Cheese Corner podcast. All right, so this. We're back here on the podcast. So this segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the iRacing events from this weekend. So Saturday night we had another Saturday night Thunder. So hopefully, uh, for those of you that haven't watched it, these these races are pretty fun to watch. On Saturday night you get a little bit of a flavor of some Cup guys. You get a little bit of a flavor of the Xfinity drivers and the the uh, Gander RV and Outdoor Series. I almost said Camping World Series, but it's the Gander. RV and outdoor truck series uh, drivers. And you also get some Arkham Menards racers uh, in there as well. So Josh Berry, who drives um, elite model for Dale jr. Also does some Arkham Menards races, especially on the short tracks. Uh, Josh Berry won the race at Richmond. He had the dominant car. Uh, Some people tried to use some strategies towards the end of the race, but Josh Berry prevails, gets the win, puts the 88 in victory lane. And Josh Berry, um, was a i racing driver and came out of that, that program and, uh, just had some real world success and, uh, you know, it's kind of neat to see those guys when they get back on the service, you know, whether it's him, whether it's William Byron, um, you know, some of those, those folks that have come up through the iRacing, uh, world, you get to see them come back on the service and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of give back to the service that gave them so much. Um, and got them discovered and things like that. So it's very, very interesting to see, uh, how that all pans out. Uh, but it's, it seems like, uh, you know, Josh Berry had a pretty good race and, you know, just had dominant car, just really did. So Saturday night thunder was a uh, success. We had a couple cup drivers in there. You had, uh, uh, Cole Custer who, uh, was kind of newish to the iRacing scene. Didn't really have his, his best run. And then you had Michael McDowell also in that race, also not a very strong run for Michael McDowell, but, um, you know, was involved in a couple of wrecks, I think. And just just not a good night for for the cup guys that were down there in the uh, Saturday Night Thunder driving the Xfinity cars at virtual Richmond Raceway. So that then brings us to uh, Sunday, the big show on Sunday, the Pro Invitational Series. Which was at Virtual Richmond Raceway, the Toyota Owners 150, and this was a race that you know just had a little bit of everything. You know, Clint Clint Boyer got bubbled uh, again. Bubba Wallace wrecked him, so Boyer was the first one out of the race. He already used his quick repair and all that, so he was he was done for the afternoon. And then uh, then you had Bubba at the end of the race. Uh, doing a Polish victory lap, saluting the uh, virtual race fans, which was kind of interesting. I uh, saw a clip of that this morning before I decided to record the podcast. So that was kind of cool. Then you had a Matt D. Benedetto and Ryan Priest feud. Uh, Ryan Priest had a pretty good car. He led over 50 laps during the event and uh, had to settle for a less than stellar finish. D. Benedetto also got disqualified because of that uh, accident on the racetrack with him and priest. So a very interesting event uh, at the end, you know, Timmy Hill and William Byron were fighting for the win. It came down to overtime. So an overtime finish, I believe the first one of those in the uh, pro invitational series, uh, short uh, history here for the, for the uh, cup guys. And it was William Byron that captured the win. His second one in a row, Remember, he won a couple weeks ago at Bristol. So he wins here at Richmond, and then we have Talladega coming up this upcoming weekend. And uh, to me, that's going to be a crazy race. That's going to be that's going to be the wild one. That's going to be one of those ones that uh, might actually really mimic the real deal. Uh, I know some people have been calling it fake racing and all this other stuff, but if you watch a race at Talladega, it's probably going to be more realistic than you want to believe it will be. So. I think that will be the one to watch. You can watch that at 1 o'clock or 1.30. I think it's 1 o'clock uh, on Fox Sports 1, Fox, where available, and also on the Fox Sports app. So you can check out the full field results. Those are all posted on the page. Um, so if you go on Facebook, at The Crew Chief, uh, all those things are there. It's also on Twitter, at The Crew Chief, and then also on Instagram, at Crew Chiefs Corner. Um, so you can check that out. So next we will talk about, um, kind of where we're going with NASCAR, where, where we're going to be, you know, what's, what's next for the sport. And, you know, I'm not going to do a different segment for this. We're, we're just going to roll this all in the one and kind of give you guys the, the second part of the podcast in one segment. Um, you know, rather than, than doing, doing all the slick editing that we're doing here. But, um, you know, realistically, you know I said it before. I'll say it again. NASCAR is going to return uh, probably in May. Uh, I've, I've been saying that for for the last you know few weeks. It seems like, and I do believe it's going to come back at the Coca Cola Six Hundred. I believe Charlotte's going to be the place that we're going to see the first race without fans. Probably the first four or five races, you'll see no fans, and then I think they'll do a trickle trickle down effect, and you'll start to see some fans at some of these events. Now, the the question that that I have for for you guys that are listening and 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 you could give me your responses uh, via Facebook uh, at crew chief's Cor- at the crew chief I'm sorry, or on uh, Twitter at the crew chief um, and, and let me know what you guys think of this you know, are you gonna go to a race once you're allowed to go back? considering right now we don't have a vaccine we we have some in development we have treatments that are also in development in clinical trials but will you want to go to an NASCAR race once once you are allowed to go back will you go to one this year that's my question for the podcast nation out there to get to get me that answer so hit us up on twitter at the crew chief or on facebook leave me a comment on the link or also send us a message at. At the crew chief on Facebook, and let us know what you guys think. Uh, are you guys going to go back to the track? Now I'll answer this question myself. I I I'm kind of on the fence. You know, I'm one of those people. I, I don't like to uh, sit home and do nothing all the time. I do like to go out and, and enjoy some some uh, activities and go outside and do things like that uh, on occasion. But you know, I, I do really like going to races, and and it's one of the few things I really do pretty much every year and I I really enjoy it. So my main thing was, what am I going to do? You know, I have tickets to go to Pocono, uh, not for both races on the doubleheader, but on one. And if you ask me, I, I I'm still thinking about going, but I would just try to, you know, sit in an area where I'm away from people. Uh, as much as possible so that I'm not you know getting uh, you know ne- really next to people. And I do think there's gonna be people that just won't go. I do think there's gonna be people that won't go because of uh, everything you know that's associated with COVID right now. you know, you don't know who has it, who doesn't. The testing right now is not as expansive maybe as people want it to be. There's not a lot of the antibody testing going on either. so you don't know if you might have had it. Uh, then are you immune to it? Uh, or do you stand an opportunity to get it again? So we'll have to see how that all works. But I really do think that we're going to see, uh, some, some very different opinions on this. I think there's going to be people are say, heck yeah, I want to go. I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me. I do think you're going to have some people are going to be like, I'm not going. And then you'll have some people in the middle that'll say, hey, you know, I'm still on the fence. So, uh, I'm right now on that on the fence group. Um, you know, and, and also somebody that, that goes in the garage area and stuff. I don't know if I really want to do that this year. You know, that might be something I don't do this year. I might, um, you know, just not do it just cause, you know, I, you know, I don't know what the requirements are going to be. Are they require everybody that gets a hot pass to, to be tested for it? You know, how's that all going to work? Or are we not going to see hot passes the rest of this year? So we'll see how that all works out. But I, I mean, that's not going to really impact my decision directly on whether or not I want to go to the track, going to the racetrack and going in the garage are to me, two different things. Uh, the garage area is, is definitely a unique experience. It's it's unlike any other sport that's, that's out there. I mean, you can't go to a baseball game and just walk on the field, you know, NASCAR, if, you know, the last couple of years, if you get there early enough and you get a wristband and you have a pit pass, a Pocono, the Pit Paddock packs. You can go in the garage during the open garage time for an hour. Uh, you know, if you're going in for autographs, that hour is kind of tough because there's not a lot of guys that come out and circulate about. But you know, if you know what you're doing in the garage area in that hour, you might be able to get a couple people here and there. But uh, mostly, it's it's really uh, you know you know sponsors, media, fans, you know that that pay out a decent amount of money. Uh, to get in there. So it's, uh, it's one of the unique situations in sports. But like I said, I, I think that the garage is going to be a very interesting thing. And hot passes are going to be very interesting, especially on these single day shows, you know, if they do midweek races, I, I don't know how you're going to get, <clears throat> you know, all these people, you know, how many people are really going to go to a midweek race, you know, in the summertime, I can see it when kids are out of school and stuff. Uh, but I just, I don't see it, you know, for, for the last month or so of school in this area, uh, if they allow them to go back to school, I, you know, I don't know, you know, how many people are really going to be going to sporting events right off the bat. So I think that's going to be very interesting and it's not just NASCAR. It's going to be any sport right now, the, the comfort level of people going back to, to events. And I think it was already asked in, in, in a couple television polls that I've seen, um, they've asked, and seventy-two percent of Americans right now don't feel comfortable gathering in large gatherings. Anyhow, but yet somehow we still hear stories here and there of people that are having big parties and having big events and having big family get-togethers, big birthday parties. So I just, I don't know. I don't know where the the comfort level with that is. Uh, but like I said, I mean, if seventy-two percent, according to this one poll I saw on, on on one of the major networks out there, if that's accurate. You know, that 72% of America doesn't feel comfortable going into a sporting uh, arena. You know, I I think it's going to be a while. I think it's going to be a while before we see sports in general back to where it was. And and I mean that with fans. You know, I think people, there's just not going to be a a comfort in going out there until they get a vaccine or some kind of a better treatment. And, um, you you know, we're still several months out from that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But... I don't think, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of people going to the races at the end of this year. You know, I I think that that's going to be kind of – that's kind of a foregone conclusion if you ask me. I think the race attendance the rest of this year is going to be very light if you ask me. Maybe in some areas, you know, maybe Charlotte, there will be a big group of people that go. I don't know if I'd be comfortable going back, you know, to Charlotte. Uh, You know, I mean, I know the first one they probably won't have fans. But, you know, like when you go there for the Roval, I mean, I. I don't know. So we'll see. But really, that's it, guys. That's all I really have to talk about today. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, let all your friends know. You can catch us on anchor.fm, obviously, slash Crew Chiefs Corner. But you can catch us on most of your major uh, podcasting platforms. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, uh, Pocket Cast, and hopefully, coming soon to some other uh, podcasting groups like out, Outcast, I believe is another one that we're, we're still working on, and tune in as well. So, we'll catch you guys next time, and hopefully, everyone stays safe out there. And once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Creek Cheese Corner podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media. Facebook at the Crew Chief, on Twitter at the Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on the Anchor app at anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.